Thanks for listening to the weekly Overflow Church podcast. We hope you enjoy this sermon. For more information, visit overflowindy.com or visit us on Facebook at Overflow Indy. I get to introduce our speaker today, and I know her pretty well. Um, <laughs> so, I, it's not every day that you get to hear from a woman who's over 36 weeks pregnant. Um, I don't know if it's doctor recommended, but it is Holy Spirit uh, guiding all of this, so he's, <laughs> he's blessing today. Um, but I just wanted to I just wanted to say how uh, excited I am to hear from this amazing lady. She is beautiful, and she is amazing, and she's very strong. She's courageous, and I've learned more from her than probably anybody else in this world. And I know she's got some amazing nuggets to drop on us today. So why don't you guys welcome up Lisa Starbuck to the stage. Those are some kind words. I didn't even have to pay him to say them. (laughs) Just kidding. I am excited to be with all of you today. So like Josh said, I am hitting my 37-week mark of pregnancy this week. So we'll see how far along we get today. Um, We might break early to go to Shoney's. You never know. (laughs) So... um, I would just love to open us up in prayer before um, we get started. So, Father God, we just thank you for today. We thank you that um, that you're here with us. And I just pray a blessing over each person in this room and who's watching online, Lord. Most importantly, I bless the speaker, God. <laughs> pray that you would just, yeah, have your way, Holy Spirit. Um, we love you. We give you all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. So in line with growing in our identity as sons and daughters of God, I want to talk about walking towards wholeness. This is um, a topic that I'm really passionate about, and um, hopefully, you know, the the Lord would just do something in your lives, um, give you um, just upgrades or... Um, maybe somebody else in your life. So I just, yeah, I pray that <laughs> things will happen today. There'd be a shift in the atmosphere. So as some of you may or may not know, I didn't actually grow up in a Christian household, so I wasn't, you know, aware of biblical principles. I've had to learn them, you know, throughout my journey with Jesus. But I believe that wholeness is something that the Lord wants the body of Christ to grow and excel in. Because when you think about it, we should be some of the healthiest people in the world. And I'm specifically talking in relation to your body, soul, and spirit. And so seeing as God is, you know, a triune God, he's created us as triune beings. So we cannot excel wholly if we leave one behind. So those are some of the things I want to get into today. Because I know that God cares 
about our health in every area of our life. And if he cares about it, then how much more should we care to steward these things well? So uh, Dennis is going to be my helper this morning. Why don't we just give it up for Dennis? He is behind the scenes, but he's a great, <laughs> he's going to be my great assistant this morning. So uh, Dennis, if you could pull up the first slide, the body, soul, and spirit needs. And for those of you in the back, if you can't see it, that's okay. Um, you can feel free to email me and I'll send you a picture of it. <laughs> so this graph showcases just a basic overview of needs for each of these areas. Now there shouldn't be too much of a surprise here. But you'll see just for the body side, um, I won't go through all of it, but just the basics, you know, food, wa water, shelter, sleep, exercise, uh, don't forget fun. And then the soul, also known as the mind, will, and emotions, you know, positive self-talk, emotions, will, a connection with people, processing. And then the spirit, faith, hope, uh, worship, revelation, the word of God, unconditional love. So I want to do uh, a little exercise, and I would love everyone to participate. So how would you rank these areas in your life right now? You can write it down on a piece of paper or on your phone, just on a scale from one to 10 where you think these areas fall for each of you. So one being maybe you need a full-on resurrection, 10 being you're excelling and you're exactly where you wanna be. Now, you know some of you may grade yourselves more generously than others, that's okay. Um, so just take a moment, and why don't you just rank these? Because I'm, I'm gonna do a little poll after. So just take a second. All right. No, sorry, just body, soul, spirit. You're not ranking each bullet point. <laughs> Good clarification. Thanks, Julie. Yeah. Mm -hmm. One through ten. Yep. Okay. Everybody done? Raise your hand. You're good? Ranked yourselves? No? Only two of you ranked yourselves? Let's see. How many hands ranked them? Okay. Awesome. All right. So out of the three, I'm curious to see which one holds the highest ranking for each of you. So raise your hand if your body ranked the highest. Just shoot them up. I just want to get a feel for the room. Okay. And what about your soul? Ranked the highest. All right. And then spirit. Okay. So it doesn't surprise me that most of the room actually ranked the spirit as their highest. Now we all have our own ranking system of like how we measure these things, but I just want you to note how we measure ourselves differ from how God actually measures them. So if you have your Bibles um, or open up your phone, I wanna look at 2 Corinthians 3.18. 
And we all who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory are being transformed into his image with ever increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the spirit. Now, I just want to highlight transformed into his image. So we're all being transformed. And then the ESV version is we are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. So no matter where we rank, we're all on this journey of becoming more like him, being renewed day by day. Now, this is God's desire for us. And if that's God's desire for us, that should be our desire for us as well. So I want to dive into these three areas a bit deeper. So we'll start with the spirit, since... um, I had a feeling that most of us would probably rank ourselves the highest in this area. And of course, you know, you're a Christian. You're like, I'm spiritually healthy. You know, I I go to church. I read the Bible. I don't sin. The list goes on. So my concern is when people unknowingly move towards religious activity and do what they think they should do versus having an actual relationship with God and living out of that place. Now, don't get me wrong. It's good to have habits and connecting with other believers and reading the word. But if we get into this place of repetition and fall into legalism and operate out of fear because we're doing things that we think we should, but we're actually not encountering the one, the only, and you know that's what spiritual living is about. It's connecting and encountering with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Now, you or someone you may know may be in a season where certain things aren't part of your current routine, um, part of your spiritual life current routine. And I just want to encourage you to invite the Lord into other areas of your life where you can encounter him. Like, my workplace is one of the places that I encounter him the most because that's where I spend a lot of my time. Or, you know, if you like to Netflix and chill, you can invite the Lord into that process. Or, you know, if you love to cook or go running, um, shopping, you know, just invite him in, even as you're driving, uh, finding a parking spot. I know that's silly, but the Lord helps me find really good parking spots. (laughs) And so, you know, just know that there's no limitation for what he can do as he's part of your life. But just like any relationship, There needs to be the invitation and intentionality for growth and depth to take place. So if you haven't in a while, um, and I I haven't done this in a while because, you know, being married, it can be more challenging. But I just want to encourage you all, just go on a date with the Lord and just find time for connection, whatever that looks like. Um, I obviously know for couples it can be a little different, but... Those were some of my most favorite times was just going on dates with him and um, just connecting with him in that way. And so a few weeks ago, I was actually spending time with the Lord, and I was thinking about what a healthy spiritual life looks like. And I thought, you know, it has to be tied to how well I'm functioning according to the fruits of the Spirit. Then the Lord just gently so shared with me, the level of fruit can be a good measurement of maturity, 
But instead of focusing on how well you're functioning in these areas, how well are you actually receiving from me in these areas? And so <laughs> you ever have those like gentle nudges from the Lord or rebukes where you're just like, oh, it just, it hurts really good, you know? <laughs> like He's just making things new. Um, and so that was a moment for me because it just took the focus off of me and my performance and what I'm doing and just focusing on, wow, how well am I actually receiving from him in these areas, receiving his love, his joy, experiencing his peace, his patience. And I think a lot of times, you know, we just measure ourselves like, you know, I, I have love um, and I'm, you know, I'm good at giving it. But I think something that we often forget is the acknowledgement of God um, giving us these things. So, like, for example, we know that he's patient, but do we actually acknowledge that he's patient with us? And when we're patient with other people, it's, it's easy to forget that, wow, I can grow in this. <laughs> I can grow in this uh, fruit of the Spirit once I acknowledge wh- that God is actually really patient with me. And so I just want to ask all of you, you know, how well do you actually receive from him in these areas of your life? And (laughs) it's true that you can't give away what you don't have. And so for a fruitful life in the spirit, we not only need to be good receivers to be good givers, we actually have to, I think there is something in between as well. It's we need to be good receivers We need to be good acknowledgers to then be good givers. Because being a good acknowledger allows you to just think back and reflect on the one and to remember who he is and what he's done for you in order for you to overflow and give that out to other people as well. So um, just a practical tip to ignite your spiritual life. Um, Just... Go on a journey to encounter him each day. Don't look at your past experiences or compare yourself to what others have experienced. You know, the word says that seek and you will find. And that's one of my favorite verses because it's true. Like the Lord, the Lord just loves it when we seek after him. He's the one that actually stirs our heart to find him. And I've witnessed you know, plenty of believers who've experienced disappointment because, you know, they're not experiencing what they think they should be experiencing or what they want. But you see so much of the focus is on them and not on God. So if this is you, I just want to encourage you, just step back, evaluate your spirit based on who he is, not where you think you should be. You have all that you need to excel in this area by the grace of the Holy Spirit. Just a reminder that your inward man is being renewed day by day. So I want you just to declare this over yourself. My spirit is being renewed day by day. Amen. All right, we're going to jump over to um, the body. And I uh, I just want to ask, you know, how intentionally do we 
take care of ourselves physically. We know that our body is made up of many organs. It needs the proper nutrients to fuel it. We weren't designed to have, you know, junk food on a daily basis, even though some of us may wish for that. And trust me, especially being pregnant, I love French fries, chips, um, all the things, hot dogs, you name it. <laughs> um, but constantly fueling myself with just not good things could eventually lead to sickness, disease, obesity. So just think of a, a car, for example, right? It needs the right gas to run. And say you fuel it with another substance, another liquid, you know, like lemonade. And I know this is far-fetched, but just go along with it. So lemonade's not naturally made <laughs> to be put into a car. It would eventually stop performing. And so, um, silly analogy, I know, but it really just all ties together because, um, you know, we should just be good stewards, good caretakers of our bodies, and in turn, it should take care of us in the long run. So I understand that there are things that happen outside of our control, but I just want to focus in on what we can control, you know, just focusing on what is good for us rather than what we want to be good for us, if that makes sense. <laughs> now, doesn't mean you can or shouldn't indulge, you know, in some goodies every now and then, but just remember, one of the fruits of the Spirit is self-control, and I know this is applicable to food. So like I said, I'm still working on it. Um, so if anybody wants to be accountability buddies, just let me know. <laughs> so um, I wanted to just also acknowledge that I know sometimes people don't do certain things based on finances holding them back. So, you know, they don't join a gym or they want to buy organic foods, but it's too expensive, etc. I just encourage you just to talk to the Lord about these things because I know that he'll make a way. And I remember when we made certain health changes and we both weren't working at the time and I was just thinking like, okay, Lord, how is this going to work? Like, <laughs> we want to do all these things. Um, and God just had us like, hey, just budget it out. Like, I'll take care of the rest. That's what he did. He always provided for our needs. And um, it's just such a beautiful testimony of, you know, we, we only do what we think we deserve. But really, God wants you to have abundantly above and beyond what you can ask, think, or imagine. So just know that um, the Lord wants good things for you. And you don't have to settle for what you think you deserve. I'm not saying be irresponsible, but you know what I mean. <laughs> so if you can turn with me, we're going to take a look at 1 Corinthians 6, 19 to 20. So do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore... Honor God with your bodies. Now, honoring God is not just what you put into your body, but it's also what you do with your body. So a good question to ask yourself, so are the things that I, you know, 
listen to or watch on a daily basis the things that give me life and hope. And if not, say aloha to those things. In this case, aloha meaning goodbye, not hello. And so um, before I had a relationship with God, I went through a season of not honoring myself by searching for things or people to fulfill you know, needs that I actually didn't know that I had, which led to unhealthy habits and addictions, which is why this verse really came alive in my life, letting me know who I am by what God gave me and what I can give him in return. So the next part, it, it ties into both the body and the soul. So honoring your body is also how you treat your body. So not just what you put into it, what you do with it, but also how you treat it. So this is self-talk included. Now the Bible says that death and life are in the power of the tongue. So words that come out of your mouth, they don't just come from anywhere. You know, it starts as a, a thought or a belief before it ever comes out. And growing up, you know, I dealt a lot with comparison, self-judgment, hatred, and it never produced any good fruit in my life because the spirit of comparison robs you of God's love and robs you of seeing how uniquely God created you to be. Once I learned more about who I was as a daughter of the Most High, that broke off a lot of false identity. And so it makes me really sad when I see people treat themselves poorly or see themselves poorly because it's as if God made a mistake when creating him, when I know the truth that that isn't true. And I saw this post the other day actually by Sean Boltz. He um, had this quote, the mindset of unworthiness is dishonor to the cross. And that just ties into, you know, what I've, what I've learned. It's, it's um, and I don't know where it actually comes from. I really don't. Like, maybe, you know, uh, the enemy just starts planting these seeds early on. But I think once we have that acknowledgement, like, wow, this is what Jesus died for, that you are made worthy, you were created worthy, and anything less than seeing that is not his intention. And so the Lord had me do this exercise a few years ago. And um, if there's any of you that deal with any of that comparison or self-judgment, criticism, or know anybody that does, I encourage you to, to do this at home. So you'll just stand in front of a mirror, and up to you if you're clothed or not. <laughs> Sometimes I think being bare before him and yourself can be really powerful. And just start blessing and forgiving each part of your body. Like that's a huge part of loving yourself is acknowledging, repenting, blessing. And you can do this exercise, you know, throughout your life um, or even with the spouse. It's really powerful. Um, Josh and I did that. And I don't even, it was years ago, but um, it's really powerful and it really shifts things. So just a reminder that God wants you to love yourself the way that he loves you. And why don't you just declare this with me over yourself. 
God loves me so much that he created me. Amen. All right, we're going to jump into the soul, also known as mind, will, and emotions. I think this can be the most difficult area to thrive in compared to the other two. It's easier to identify like what your spirit needs or you know what your body needs, but how often do we really ask ourselves, what is it that our soul needs? So your mind, will, emotions, they change with time as you get older. You certainly don't have the same mind or operate with the same emotions as your 10-year-old self. Um, well, you'd hope not anyway. <laughs> your, your will changes over time. Now, these things can be the most challenging to develop like good habits for, but I really feel like they can be the most rewarding. And I believe that the key to a prosperous soul is authenticity and humility in partnership with the Holy Spirit. So in Psalm 103, Psalm of David, praise the Lord, my soul, all my inmost being, praise his holy name, praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit and, and crowns you with love and compassion. Now, I love this psalm because it's a reminder to me that no matter what I'm feeling or how tough a situation I might be in, I can always shift my soul to praise the Lord. And when we align our souls with the Spirit, you know, that shifts the atmosphere. And I really believe like that's a gift that the Lord gives us, being able to shift the atmosphere. It's not something I'm going to go into, but it's really powerful, and it really is um, something that, as believers, we have access to. And so, as it is with anything in life, we don't always get what we want, but we always get what we choose. And so, as believers, we shouldn't act on feelings alone. We should be led by the Holy Spirit. And for a healthy soul, I think it's important to know like what you're working towards in life and what matters to you. That will help determine your actions. So knowing your yes will help you determine your no's. And if there are things you want to grow and excel in, you know, you'll have to say no to the things that hinder you from getting there. And obviously that gets easier with time and practice. And of course, part of your soul includes emotions. Now, um, I wanted to share this little snippet um, that I read when I was actually taking a Jason Valentin emotional prosperity course. And he says, do you get stuck thinking only of basic emotions, like sad or happy? Uh, and Dennis, if you could go to the um, emotions wheel. Do you get stuck thinking only of basic emotions, like sad or happy, but forget to dive deeper and think about why or what is making you feel that way? Are you feeling lonely? Are you feeling guilty? Are you feeling powerful or nervous? Getting to the root of your emotion and naming your emotion can help grow and expand your emotional vocabulary and how you interact with each emotion. 
Our emotions are one of the greatest gifts we possess because a healthy connection is built through the exchange of emotions, not just happy emotions, but all of them. When we are unable to access, we are unable to process. So if you can see the emotion wheel that I put up on the screen there. Um, now, I'm constantly working on this in my life, especially being married. Uh, <laughs> so if there are times when I get triggered, it comes off as um, frustrated or, or mad, or what I think is frustration or anger. But actually, there are situations when I step back and I look at this, and I'll be like, oh, I'm actually not angry. I'm actually just really sad because I'm, I'm lonely or because I feel rejected. And so I think it's important as we grow in emotional health, just really identifying some of these because it really does. It causes you to connect relationally not just with yourself, but maybe somebody else you're going through this with to identify, wow, this is how I'm actually feeling. And that actually brings you closer together. And so that's why I mentioned, you know, authenticity is important because you need to acknowledge where you're truly at in order to build relationship and establish an authentic relationship. So, um, as humans, we're accustomed to, to lead with our emotions. And, you know, like I was reading, it's they're not bad. Like, God designed them for you. And they're there to help you learn and grow and practice self-control and, and just to build healthy habits. And so I think um, it's critical that we learn how to control them and not have them control us because we should live from a place of sound mind. Um, that's what God gives us. So a practical tip for a prosperous soul. It's something that I actually do weekly. I wish I did it every day, but I don't have that habit yet. <laughs> but I'll do weekly self-check-ins. You know, I'll ask myself, how am I doing? What am I feeling? But most importantly, what am I believing? And then I'll ask myself, what is it that I need after you know acknowledging all these things? Okay, what is it that I need? And um, who's gonna fill it? So I discovered nine out of 10 times, like God is the one who actually fills it. <laughs> but um, you'll come to find sometimes it's other people that actually need to fill this need that you might have, or um, you know, you having just more alone time. And so I think that if we would all just kind of do these check-ins, we would save ourselves from like going months or years of something's just festering and we don't know why, but it's because we don't actually take the time to acknowledge what's really going on in our hearts um, and in our souls. So a declaration for you all. Uh, so if you wanted to declare this over yourself, the Holy Spirit guides me in all areas of my soul. Amen. All right, so thank you for that, Dennis. You can take it off the screen. Um, so I just want to go back to 
the ratings that you gave yourself at the beginning and just to think about if there's anything that you feel led to or that the Lord's highlighting for you to, um, to work on moving forward. Like I mentioned, um, you know, we're being renewed day by day. We're never going to fully arrive until the day, you know, we're in heaven. <laughs> and so I um, just wanted to make sure that you start with why. Like, why is walking towards wholeness important? And think about who you would do it for. Like, doing it for yourself, for God, for your spouse, family, kids, etc. Just know that starting with why it just ties into vision because it's important to have vision. That's what gives, you know, any painful process purpose. And just be willing to repent, which means change your mind in the process. You know, we're being renewed and as you read the word, you continue to get transformed by the renewing of your mind. So just as you kind of think about what wholeness looks like, um, just know that biblical truths will come alive as you partner it with the word. But most importantly, partner with Holy Spirit and give yourself grace because if you fall, you can get back up and you can keep going. And just um, it's okay to start with baby steps or to start somewhere. You know, it's a... It's a lifestyle change. It's a marathon. It's not a, a quick fix or a sprint. Um, it's not a trial for three months kind of deal. <laughs> um, just know that wholeness, it's a choice. It's not an option. And I encourage you to invite a friend into your process as well. There was a quote that I, I read um, that I wanted to share with you. I thought it was really good. Your diet is not only what you eat. It's what you watch, listen to, read, people you hang around. Be mindful of the things you put into your body emotionally, spiritually, physically. So um, that's what I, I wanted to leave you all with. And I'm going to wrap up by just praying for you so if you all can and are able you're able to stand love to just um, release a blessing over you yeah thank you lord and then as you can feel free to put on some soaking music <laughs> God, I just thank you that it was your intention for us to thrive in all areas of our lives. Would you help us to work on this transformation of wholeness as sons and daughters? 
And I just thank you for the grace that carries us and walks with us throughout this journey. And I just declare over each person in this room and watching online that you would just reveal yourself to them, that they would bear much fruit, that you would receive all the glory from all the goodness in their lives so that Jesus would get his full reward. Thank you, God, that you have said in your word that we are being transformed into your image from one degree of glory to another. Would you bless, bless every son and daughter in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Weekly Overflow Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy this sermon. For more information, visit OverflowIndy.com or visit us on Facebook at Overflow Indy.